I'm Chris Hagen. For those who don't know, I've been a language coach for many years. In my career, I've taught a wide variety of people from famous singers and radio presenters to doctors, uni students, and yes, even desperate housewives trying to find an English lover. I finally decided to share my thoughts, tips, and tricks with the world. Also check out my YouTube channel if you want to see my ugly mush. So let's kick off this podcast with a great jingle. Doesn't matter where you are, in the car or at the bar. Is an anagram of risk. Chris. Hello and welcome to the eleventh podcast. How are you all? Just to let you know, I now have an email address for my podcast. I decided if I want to ask questions or something to the listeners, how can they get in touch with me? And so I created an email address, and it's really simple. Chris Hagen podcasts with the S because they're plural at gmail.com. So if you want to get in touch, send me a message. Now, last night when I was in a restaurant, I had a conversation with two of my friends who are Italian and they told me that in Italian, there are two words for lobster. In English, the word is lobster, but in Italian, there is astice and aragosta. These two words are different types of lobsters. So I was thinking, well, what's the difference in English is lobster? When I looked at Google Translate and all the other translators, both of them said lobster. And my friends, it's impossible in English you have one word for a lobster. And so astice is the one with the big pincers at the end and aragosta is the red one. So red lobster and lobster with the big pincers. Now, they're not even really related to one another. Astice tends to be the more popular and cheaper one that you'll find around, the, around in restaurants and things. And lobster, which is aragosta in Italian, you'll find in a Swiss restaurant. Swiss, for those of you who don't know, means fancy and trendy. But who cares? Lobster is lobster. You don't say, I'm going to put the clothes in the LG now. You say, I'm going to put my clothes in the washing machine. You don't specify which type of washing machine you have. You say, washing machine. It's the same. Now, this got me in the mood for some facts. So I wanted to tell you some things that I've learned recently or that I discovered recently or somebody told me recently. So the first thing I want to talk about is daddy long legs. Now, when was the last time you saw a daddy long legs? Usually you find them around your bath or shower, a little psycho moment there. I think more people have screamed over a daddy long legs in the shower than a knife coming through the curtain. Well, at least I hope so. But did you know, technically, a daddy long legs isn't even a spider? Of course it is, I hear you say. Well, it isn't, because it has a willy. It has a penis, and so it's not considered a spider. So the next time you see one in the shower, don't scream, admire him. If you don't like them, you can move to Antarctica, as it's the only continent without them. And yes, even the female ones are called daddy long legs. Such a man's world we live in. The next time you're in London, check out the tiling in the tube stations. You will notice they aren't all the same. This was because back when the tube was opened in 1863, there were a lot of illiterate people out there who would never have been able to read the names of the stations. And so the tiles helped them understand where they were. To me, this just sounds more complicated. Hmm? As you may or may not know, there are some tube stations which the trains never use. These are there so they can be used for filming TV shows and films. This way, no train gets disrupted. I don't care if you're filming the new James Bond film, I need to get to work is a sentence you won't hear the two passengers saying. Now, I'm a stickler for good manners and etiquette. And good manners says that you shouldn't hit glasses when you're toasting. Toasting, making a toast, not toasting some bread. 
Well, back in the day, in medieval times to be exact, they used to hit glasses in order to spill some of the other person's drink into theirs. Ah, wait a minute. No, to spill some of theirs into the other person's. Eh, it's the same thing at the end of the day. This was to be sure that it wasn't poisoned. So now, when you see your friends coming towards you with their glass ready to smash into it, you know what it really means. Well, it can either mean that they want a bit more drink into their glass because you didn't fill it enough, or it can mean that they don't trust you. Now, do you know what the milk of human kindness is? It's an expression that means compassion. This expression comes from, do you know? It comes from my favourite Shakespearean tragedy, Macbeth. If you're feeling down in this period because you're stuck in quarantine, don't worry because some people's best work has come out of this period. Shakespeare most probably wrote King Lear, Macbeth and Antony and Cleopatra during quarantine from the plague. So if he can do that, I'm sure you can create something wonderful too. Now the next time you're in South Korea and you get the feeling someone is shifty and could possibly be a spy, there is a number you can call. All sounds very James Bondy. But the number is, have you got a pen and some paper handy? 113 if you need it. I don't know how people in different countries do it. I mean, the UK, we have, in the UK, we have 999 for the police, ambulance and fire brigade. 123 for the time. The time sponsored by Accurus will be... And we have 192, which gives us numbers of places when we need to know the phone number. For example, booking a restaurant. You ring 192 and the person says, name please. And you say Simon's Fish and Chips, which is obviously not a restaurant. And they say address and you say 12 Bell Lane. And then they give you the phone number. And this reminds me of a story which something, well, something that happened many, many years ago when I was a lot younger. One of my friends whose name is Louise, she's still called Louise, basically when she phoned 192 and they said, name please, she gave her name and her address. And the guy said, you're phoning me from there. She's actually really intelligent as well. Now remember back at school, Mrs. Smith, bless her. Well, she's still alive, I think so. Hi, Mrs. Smith, if you're still alive. A wonderful character she was. She was also the head of the library, and I was a librarian. Yay! I sound like a nerd. Now, um, what am I talking about? Oh, yeah, okay. She was my English teacher, and we also studied Shakespeare. Many people didn't like Shakespeare because it was too complicated. I don't understand anything. And in fact, at the beginning, I was also one of those people. But then I thought, eh, let's give him a chance. This Shakespeare dude sounds a bit popular. Let's have a listen to what he's got to say. Well, he didn't say anything because he wrote it. But he was in the plays. He was also in plays. But I wasn't alive then. So if you don't know who William Shakespeare is, where have you been all your life? Living under a rock? I'm sure you know who he is. Now I want to look at some words that Shakespeare actually invented. Words that we use every single day. And you think, well, this is a normal English word. But you didn't realise that he was the guy who invented it. So let's dive right in and look at these words that Bill gave to our beautiful language. So most of these words, like I say, you will know. So it's not really teaching you vocabulary. A couple of them maybe you don't know. The first word that I have in my wonderful list that Shakespeare invented is the word accommodation. Yeah, he created it. He invented that word. Also anchovy. Mm, I have a friend who says he looks like an anchovy when he's in speedos. Never seen him in speedos because he looks like an anchovy. He doesn't want to go out in public in speedos. Where does he go? Also, I'm allergic to anchovies. Just for anybody who wants to buy me a meal. The next word, bedroom. It's a room for your bed. Quite simple, but he invented that word as well. The next word, maybe you don't know, batty, B-A-T-T-Y. If you say somebody is batty, you mean they're crazy. Another word he invented is the word cheap. 
I think he means cheap as in the opposite to expensive. Okay, and the next one is Dawn, which many people pronounce down and it's wrong. Dawn, D-A-W-N. Also, he invented the word flowery. Covered in flowers, flowery. Foul-mouthed. Some days I'm foul-mouthed. Foul-mouthed means you say bad things. You have a very limited vocabulary, some people say. Freezing, he also invented. Also, go-between, a go-between. He invented this. Grime, G-R-I-M-E. Grime is dirt and dust. Dirt. Gust, G-U-S-T. A gust of wind blew across my terrace and knocked over all my plants. Ladybird. Now, all you Americans out there who say ladybug, you're changing Shakespeare's word. Ladybird. Never-ending. We all know what that means. He invented this as well. A protester. Now, there's many protesters around the world at the minute protesting against everything. Okay, some of the things are right, but we're not going into political things right now. Revolting. That's revolting. He invented that word. Also, savage. I'm savage. Wild. Schoolboy. A boy who goes to school. How simple. Schoolboy. A scuffle. A little fight. A scuffle. We had a scuffle in the corridor. Now, these next four words I'm going to put together because... The, the opposites. Useful and useless, and upstairs and downstairs. Remember, useful only has one L, not two. And upstairs and downstairs both have S's on them. It's not upstairs and downstairs, upstairs and downstairs. Do you want a couple of verbs? Go on then, why not? Let me give you a couple of verbs. The first one is to arouse. Mm, you're arousing me, Shakespeare. He isn't. The next one, to cake. To cake, yeah. It's a verb. Not only a cake. If something is caked in something, it means it's covered in something thick or sticky, which then has become hard. So, for example, his boots were caked in mud. He also invented to educate, to elbow, and to humour. This Shakespeare guy was a genius. Don't you agree? Two, three, four. Some grammar, some grammar, some grammar. Let's talk about some grammar, some grammar, some grammar. I want to look at two words that people use incorrectly all the time. Okay, not English people, hopefully. And not good students like mine. The difference between fun and funny. Okay, apart from my pronunciation, is a Manchester pronunciation, so don't come out correct to my pronunciation now. I'm from Manchester. Fun, I say. Fun is correct. Fun is an accent. If you don't like it, don't say it. Simple. So we're going to look at the difference between fun and funny. Fun is an uncountable noun, which means pleasure and enjoyment. We're going to the beach to have fun. And I say, have fun, because I hate the beach. So I would say to you, have fun at the beach. Now, we also use fun as an adjective as well. At the weekends, my friends visited and we did lots of fun activities. We went for a beer, we went for an aperitif, we went for another beer, we went to eat, we had some wine, we had another beer. Lots of fun activities. Now, funny, on the other hand, is an adjective and it means amusing or causing laughter. The comedians at B Comedy UK are really funny. They make me laugh. Ha ha ha. They do. That's just my 
attempt at trying to act laughing. I can't act. Really, it's really bad. Funny can also mean strange, surprising, unexpected or difficult to explain or understand. He's a funny chap. I use this a lot. So one of the main mistakes, well, the typical mistake people use is using funny when they mean enjoyable. Okay, last night was really funny. We sang and danced until dawn. But did you mean it was funny ha-ha or fun? Be careful. Say it! Now, after this part, we're going to listen to the phone call I had with my mother because I also got her involved in what we're about to do together. Okay, so as you are well aware, our language is full of words with strange spellings, silent letters and sounds we took from several different languages. Took meaning stole. I'm going to spell some words to you and I want to see if you get the pronunciation correct. A wee game for this week. Why not? We want to have fun, remember, not funny. Remember, I is I and not E and vice versa. If you have an iPhone, it's easy to remember. iPhone, it's not an E-phone. If you have a Samsung or a Huawei, I can't pronounce the damn thing, or the other kind of phone, you probably will not get it wrong. But I is I and E is not E. Remember, I like I am. Really simple. So are you ready? Let's go. The first word I'm going to spell is T-H-O-R-O-U-G-H. What's that word? Thorough. Thorough is the correct pronunciation. That's the British pronunciation. The correct one. In America, they say thorough, but I don't. The next word. S-Q-U-I-R-R-E-L. S-Q-U-I-R-R-E-L. What's that? Squirrel. I love squirrels. It reminds me of Catherine Tate's grandma. If you've never seen Catherine Tate... Go on YouTube, Daily Motion, wherever you can, and find Catherine Tate's grandma with the squirrel. Best thing ever. The British pronunciation is squirrel, like I'm saying, but in America they say squirrel. Squirrel. Can't do it. Really can't do it. Need to phone Laura. Next word. C-O-L-O-N-E-L. I sound like a cheerleader. C-O-L-O-N-E-L. Colonel. Don't ask me why. Colonel. I read somewhere that the pronunciation was taken from the Italian, but it's not. Okay, then the next word is S-I-X-T-H. S-I-X-T-H. Remember, I is I and not E. I'm not talking about sex. S-I-X-T-H. Sixth. Th. This th we love in English. We love spitting saliva at other people. Sixth. The Guinness World blah, 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 blah. The Guinness can't say it. Start again. Put my teeth back in. The Guinness Book of World Records say that this following tongue twister is the toughest to date. Are you ready? I'm reading this now only because it's written in front of me because it's impossible for me to remember. The sixth sick sheeks sixth sheeps sick. Yeah. So the sixth sick sheeks sixth sheeps. So sheep is contracted sick the sixth six chic sixth oh, I can't give up if you can do it send me an audio you have an email now you can send me an audio of you trying to say the sixth six I give up look in the description of the podcast and I'll write it for you so you can try reading it it's true it's the toughest one to date it's impossible for me to do it 
Now let's look at a few things that English people say wrong. My mum always says porched eggs. Now a porch is something that is attached onto a house where it protects you from the rain, a porch, P-O-R-C-H-E-D. And a porched egg doesn't exist, it's a poached egg. You know when you, the egg, the yolk is surrounded by the white in little jacket, looking all elegant for its dinner? Poached, P-O-A-C-H-E-D, poached, not porched, okay? But you know what? I did a Google search for porched egg, the wrong one, the one my mum says, just before slagging off my mum. And yes, some people also wrote it, even in recipes. So don't worry, mum, you are not alone. Okay, I'm going to spell this next one so you can tell me what you think the pronunciation is. Well, you can't tell me because I'm not in the car with you or in the bath or in the shower or wherever you're listening to this podcast. But you can say it out loud and then you can listen to me and see if it's right or not. K-I-L-O-M-E-T-R-E. It's not kilometer, it's kilometer. It's difficult for me to even say. Told you English people get it wrong sometimes. Kilom, no. Kilometer. Kilometer. No, it's not. Kilometer. No. (laughs) I can't remember. Kilometer. 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 Kilometer is correct. Not kilometer. Kilometer. Do you know what I'm going to do? When I phone my mum, I'm going to give her the American spelling and see if she can figure it out. See if she even notices. I won't tell her. Let's see. Next word. P-R-E-R-O-G-A-T-I-V-E. It's not prerogative. It's prerogative. Prerogative. Okay. Like Britney Spears. It's my prerogative. Now you can go and sing that song. Look on YouTube. You'll find it. I think she's rolling around naked somewhere. She always is. Next word. B-R-U-S-C-H-E-T-T-A. Okay, all English people say bruschetta. Yeah, but it's not, it's bruschetta. Bruschetta. It's Italian. Say it right. This thing I don't understand. Why people change the pronunciation, well, not people, countries, change the pronunciation of words that are not ours. Also, why do they change the, the names of capital cities? Why is London not London everywhere? Why is it Londra? Why? It's London. Call it London. Why is Mantova? which is the correct one in Italian, Mantua, which is impossible to pronounce in English. Keep it the original. Why change it? We can all say Venezia, no? Okay, with a bit of an English accent. Why change it to Venice? Why? Also, another thing that people get wrong. A panini. A panini doesn't exist. Panini is plural. So panino. Panino is one. Panino, if you want to be posh and British. Panino. One panino. Two panini. Panini is only plural. So now let's see if you did better than my mum. Let's give her a call. What do you want? What do you want? Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? Yeah. Was that? I even tried to phone him and nobody answered. No, I don't think his phone's turned off. He's in bed. What's wrong with him now? Right. Not work- his diet's not working. Sore back. Ah, okay. From doing what? A uh, bit of work on sailing yesterday. <laughs> what are you, you laughing for? Five minutes. <laughs> so he'd be in bed for two days. <laughs> so what was he doing to the ceiling? Well, when they did the adaption, they put, um, I don't know, a plasterboard on the ceiling. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. it's all started cracking because they were rubbish workers. We'll get them to come and do it. It's too long. They'll, they'll only come with it first 12 months. So has he fixed it now? In five minutes? 
Yeah, uh, he did it. Is yeah, he still yeah. doing the diet? Yes. Mm -hmm. I believe you caught him with a piece of cheese in his hand the other night, though. Yeah. When he phoned me on FaceTime, the, the camera was blocked by a, a big chunk of cheese. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I said, are you still on your diet? Yep. You're not eating cheese? <laughs> nope. I can see it. <laughs> okay, no, no poached eggs. No, no poached eggs. No. Do you know, I actually checked online um, and some people, even chefs, have written poached eggs instead of por poached eggs. Poached, poached. It's hard to yeah. say poached. Poached. Yeah. Like, no, poached eggs or poached eggs? That's the same no. thing, though. No. Poached yeah. eggs, poached eggs. No, it's different. In the podcast, I've got some words that I want people to see if they can pronounce, right? But I want you to do And you, you can say them, so don't worry. I know you can already say them. But I, I want to spell the word and you say the word to see if you get it right or not. All right. All right. <laughs> Are you ready? I think so. Mm, it's not difficult. They're not difficult words. They're easy words. All right, go on then. There, there's no poached egg in there. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, so we got the first word is I'm going to spell it and you say it because if I say it, you'll know the pronunciation. Is it a so, short? Is it a short word? Yeah. All right, go on. Yeah. yeah. All right. T H O R O U G H. Spell that again. T H O R O U G H. Thorough. Yeah, alright. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say it with an attitude. You're saying, like, no, you're saying it too quick. <laughs> Not saying it too quick, it's how we spell. S-Q-U-I-R-R-E-L. Squirrel. Good, okay. C-O-L-O-N-E-L. C-O-L-O-N-E-L. Oh, I don't know. Chlorosome, isn't it? Chlorosome. No, it's not chlorosome. C O L. C O L O N E L. O N E L. Mm. Chloral? No. C O L O N E L. <laughs> <coughs> See? <laughs> I'm sure you're English. C O L O N E L. Colonial. You're getting a pen and paper, I can hear you. I am, actually. <laughs> C-O-L. Uh-huh. Yeah. O-N-E-L. O-N-E-L. Oh, Colonel. There you go. Oh, Colonel. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. The next one, S-I-X-T-H. 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 <laughs> X T O oh, six. S six. Six. Right. Yeah. Try and say this. The six. Oh, I can't even say it. The six sick sheeks six sheeps sick. The six sheeks sick. <laughs> no, no. The six <laughs> sick sheeks six sheeps sick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why? No. <laughs> okay. No. All right, let's try another one. Go on, then. I'm gonna... yeah. oh, go on, you trying it. Go on, try it. Go on, be brave. The, the six sheep sick. No, there's a sick before the sheep. <laughs> the, the six, six sick. sick. No. Sheep. 
Now, the sixth sick sheeks sixth sheeps sick. <laughs> the sixth sick sheeps sick. No, sheeks, not sheeps. <laughs> yeah, listen, give it up as a bad job. It's not happening. Right, okay. Right, okay. Uh, the next one. Right, the next one. Okay. K I L O M E T E R. K I L what? O N T R? No. K I L O M E T E R. Kilometer. Who? Kilometer. Yeah, good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not good. Get it wrong then. <laughs> no, no, fine. Okay, the next one. P R E R O G A T I D. The first word, the first letter. P. V or B. <laughs> Neither. P. <laughs> P. What? <laughs> P. 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 P for potato. Right, P. Oh, okay. P R E R O G A T I V E. P R E R. P R E R O G A T I V E. I've no idea. Too long for me. P R E R O G. Yeah. Uh huh. We got the O. Okay. G A T I V E. To get. Oh no! No! I don't know. P R E R O G A T I V E. Right. Start again. P R. <laughs> no, P? it was a B. No, it's P. P R E R O G A T I V E. O G T. Forget that one. Forget Propagator. it. Don't Propagator. Propagator. Well, there's only one P at the beginning. Alright, okay. No, okay, we'll give up give up with that one. Right. Okay, on. the next one. B R Yeah. U Yeah. S C H S C H yeah. E T T A. E T T A. Bruschetta. Okay. Um What was what was that word? Prerogative. <laughs> Prerogative, and I've got a T I V. I T. I spell it anyway. I V E at the end. Are you choking to death? Die quietly. What are you doing? <coughs> no, I just got a cough. Tickle my throat. Probably ah, from okay. dogs. Messing with dogs. Ah, okay, I'm going now then. Now you've embarrassed me. Can't even spell English. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least you now know it's a poached egg and not a poached egg. But like I say, you're not the only one. It's full of uh, people saying it on the internet. So. Yeah, because it's easier to say poached egg. Po- yeah, well, po- if it's on the internet, it must be right because everyone believes rubbish to read on the internet. So it must be right. Must mm. be, yeah. Uh, all right. Hey, well, uh, in fact, if I'd have done it with Dad, he wouldn't have got one. So don't worry about it. All right. See you in a bit. Right, see bye. Ya. Bye. 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 So as you can see also, English people have problems sometimes with spelling. It's not only people who are studying English. Now I'm going to leave you with a little question. I'm surrounded by mosquitoes. How can I stop mosquito bites? I've used every single product there is out there. Somebody please give me some advice. See you next week. Jingle! Doesn't matter where you are In the car or at the bar Here for you
comes in your ears And another word for things is cheers He's the new kid from the block Here for you around the clock Shining on his English lips Chris is an anagram of risk.